Welcome back to the Law Unscripted, where we talk about the law and the legal system and everything you didn't know. Didn't understand. And no one ever told you. Today, we're going back to juries and we're going to talk about what does a jury actually do once they're chosen, once they're sat, once they're in the jury room. This is the secret part. What do they do? I think it's going to be a quick, fun little, here's some information for people who've never been on a jury, never seen a jury. And is it like TV? I mean... I bet sometimes it is, right? Sometimes it is. So I like to think it is. Yeah, we're going to find out. That's today's episode. I'm Virginia Tarani. And I'm Chelsea Rogers. We are part of Tarani Law LLC because you never need a lawyer. Till you do. All right. Here we go. Juries has been a fun topic. There was so much there that I don't think we realized. Yeah. People don't understand juries. I don't. I do jury trials as a trial attorney and I still don't know everything there is about juries. But that's the most fun part, right? Is that you do have, as we've discussed at length, these really intricate, complicated systems. Yeah. And then you just throw people who have no idea what's happening into the middle of it. Here you go. Make a decision. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> do I kind something of love it. with the law. That is so just like, <laughs> honestly, it's like, um, it's very like chaotic neutral. You're like, okay, this is neither bad nor good, but it is high chaos. It is. And that's... Sometimes they get it right. Sometimes they get it wrong. Well, but who's right and who's wrong? It's so subjective. And I think that's the whole purpose of the jury system is for good or for ill, people have their own opinions. And what I think is right, you don't agree with. And they're... Group think... Okay. What I do think is my... Mob rule. It really is. Like, I'm sorry. I'm not going to be peer pressured if I was on a jury. Like, you're not going to convince me that I'm wrong. (laughs) But that's one type of juror. You're that type of juror. Other types of jurors, you can persuade. That's true. And think, thankfully so, honestly. Um, well, yeah. I mean, this is probably why I've not been on a jury. Is I think I just Chelsea give off, wouldn't be chosen. I just give off that vibe that I'm just going <laughs> to... We are getting shirts. I swear. Vibes. Put in the comments, would you buy a shirt if we had one that said, I'm all about the vibes? Or it's all about the vibes or something. I think truly, I had to have heard that word used in that way, ironically, and adopted it, like, ironically. And now it is part of my vocabulary. I use it all the time. It's Chelsea. It It is. It defines you. The vibes. (laughs) Okay, so after we have our jury. Yeah. So they sit through, sometimes these boring, sometimes these exciting trials. Yeah. End of the trial, you know, prosecution is rested. I'm assuming criminal, plaintiff, prosecution, whatever, defense, rest, and the judge gives them jury instructions. Yeah, the judge does. Which, even as someone who's in law school, some of these instructions are confusing. Like, I'm reading them. One, the judge is reading them to the jury, right? Yeah. I would take in 0% of that information because I cannot learn that way. They're they're not. So if someone, if a judge was... (laughs) If it just read me information, I'd be like, uh-huh, nodding along, making strong eye contact and processing nothing. You're not alone. If not many jurors the words, do. There's no way I would have any idea. And even in some of these like trial ad classes I've taken, when I'm reading these instructions, there's been times that our teams have got had to get clarification on what mm-hmm. does this mean? And we are studying this. Yeah, I, 
I don't understand all jury instructions. I don't understand the law and <laughs> I'm an attorney. You read something and you're like, that was a lot of words I understand individually, but all together. Yeah. What does that mean? And that's, that's the hard part is I'm as an attorney, I have to submit requested instructions to the jury. Yes. Okay. So the jury's ending, the judge doesn't, doesn't just come up with them. Usually there's a standard set that they almost always will read, but then the attorneys apply for more. Yes. Isn't it? Okay. And so we are taking us in my little advanced evidence class. We've mm-hmm. talk, talked about this a lot, um, because we are doing right now, a lot of sort of like pretrial motions yeah. is what we're working on. And if someone sort of loses their motion, the, our professor gotta love him as a judge is always like, well, we can talk about this, you know, for a jury instruction. And that's sort of how he like wraps up everything, but you really can instruct. It's not just like, like you said, here's one set. This is for every trial, especially when you get into things like affirmative defenses, Mm -hmm. they get really complicated. The difference between like the levels of murder that we've talked about. Yeah, Is this first degree murder? Well, I'd like the jury to be told what first degree murder is. Right. Is it a possibility that they could choose for second degree murder? I would like the jury to be told about second degree murder. Right. Do they have to pick one first? Do they know what Mm -hmm. the penalties are? Usually not, right? Not in the first part, no. They're not supposed to be told what the penalties are. Are there lesser included? Like I know in our weekly wine we talked about for the Alec Baldwin case, they were going to have to choose which was more fitting of the charges. Mm -hmm. All of these things. Like you could be charged with murder but then get manslaughter. Right. And you just trust in... I'm not laughing at people who have to do this because again, it's just humorous. Like you've been an attorney for a long time. I'm a law student and these things are complicated for us. And we just pick people and are like, best of luck, soldier. (laughs) (laughs) May the odds be ever in your favor. I don't know. We just. (laughs) (laughs) So true. So sad, but so true. That's exactly what we do. And then we, we sit them there and we read aloud to them. And we're not reading Harry Potter or Hunger no. Games. We're reading. My ADHD, really, if someone read information out loud to me. You have been chosen as the jury. Now you are instructed to go into the jury room and you will pick a foreman. Your foreman will then instruct you. Yes, Willow is my, my little Merle colored dog is here going, what are okay, you doing, mom? Can we start there with yeah. taking a foreman? Is this not like a student council election? Like, what is this in a jury room? Are you campaigning? Because I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Some people do. I would throw a fit if I didn't get to be foreman. I would. I would pitch a fit. I'm not voting for anybody else. I'm causing a <laughs> mob rule and I am the mobster. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, the, okay. So going from, we're going to come back real quick to the jury instructions, but let me talk about the foreman. This is, this is a thing is of the jury members. You have to have a foreman, but also, the judge tells you, you have to, does the foreman do anything except really read stuff out loud? They're supposed to. So technically to the foreman is kind of the cat wrangler is they're supposed to wrangle the jury, um, that they are supposed to make sure that the jury is doing what they're supposed to do. They're supposed to make sure that the jury is back from breaks sort of thing. Um, they're expected to lead. Yeah. A line leader. And then they're (laughs) supposed to take counts. They're supposed to then make sure that the deputy is alerted, that they have made a decision or that they want more evidence or they have a question they're kind of the spokesperson for the jury and okay. things that are needed. Now, it's not like they need to do a lot. It's not like a lot of things are needed. But if something is, they're the person who is selected to 
be the voice of the jury. So that's the first act. Now that this jury has congregated, Mm -hmm. they have to pick their leader. Yes, they have to pick the leader. And that's part of the jury instructions is the judge will say you will go back into the jury room and your first task is to choose a jury foreman. Then they'll read out all the other instructions. Oh, my God. Which Um, are just... It, it takes a while and you hope that they concentrate and, and listen to them depending on your jurisdiction, what state you're in, what county you're in, what court you're in. Um, the judge sometimes will send a copy of the instructions. So at least the Chelsea's and me of this world oh, yeah, honestly would, would be able to look at them. Because I would feel very uncomfortable having a task and not being able to be like, this is exactly what we're supposed to do and how we're supposed to do it. <laughs> but you're one of the few people that would care. Really? A lot of, ju- yeah, a lot of jury members, when we're talking quite frankly about juries, yeah. a lot of jury members, they don't go back. They yeah. don't talk about the actual instructions they've been given because they want to talk about the salacious they, parts of the case. They want to talk about, well, what's the decision? What are we deciding? And they don't, some juries are really good and you really hope that yeah. the juries are conscientious enough to say, Okay, I probably should, what did they tell us to do? We should think about that. Well, I remember there was some kind of instruction about self-defense. We should probably go look at that. We should talk about this. Right. Um, So do they get in there? Are they supposed to, like, take account first? Where is everybody at to start? You are not supposed to. What? What? But everyone does. does. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, you're well, not I feel supposed like to. That has to come from Hollywood. Every movie I've seen with a jury, they always start by saying, What does everybody think? Where are we at? And the foreman yes. usually is like, Let's take a vote before they've done anything. And that's the reality. In my fake jury that I had for my Nita trial skills class last summer, <laughs> we got to watch them. Truly, there was like a camera mm-hmm. set up in the room. Um, and this is how I know I should not have won that trial because I listened to the, what they talked about, right? <laughs> so they get in there, and I think we only had six just because it was, like, community members. Um, and they get in there, and it was, like, two to four not in favor of me. Mm-hmm. And then I watched the opinions slowly change. Um, but that was the first thing they did. They got in the room, yeah. and they were like, who would, you know, vote this way and who would vote that way? Mm-hmm. And then the yeah. guy who was the foreman, who was loopy, was like, Give me, which honestly, he was crazy, but this is what I think I would probably do. Why do you think, what is the one piece of thing, like one piece of evidence that convinced you? Mm-hmm. What is the thing you think is the strongest point and, or what would dissuade you from voting the opposite way? So we can like focus on the key issues. <laughs> and that's a good jury foreman. Um, in, when I select juries, I start looking around as to who would likely be a jury foreman. Oh, that's fun. Um, and sometimes I try to exclude those people. I mean, <laughs> because they are stronger personalities. And that's who ends up being the foreman, right? Yeah. It is more likely the loudest voice in the room or the person that's considered the most informed. Right. If you were chosen for the jury, even though you're not an attorney, they would be like, well, you're a law student. Yeah. You know what the law is. Of course, you should be the foreman. <laughs> that's yet another reason nobody would want me as the foreman. Right. You're an attorney. You try these cases. You should be the foreman because you can tell us what to do. And I think what people, because, and we talked about this a couple weeks ago, and I posted a clip of this sort of on our social media, and I had a lot of people respond like, well, of course, wouldn't you want attorneys? And the reason why is that any attorney who's being honest with you about their knowledge about this jurisdiction in their case will probably say it depends, and they Mm -hmm. don't know. Like, you've done, you know, 
you've done civil and criminal. I was trying to think of something you haven't right. done, but you have a very I thorough I haven't career. done bankruptcy. Okay, cool. I've so done nothing in bankruptcy. If you are in a bankruptcy court, even though you're an attorney, and so people might mistakenly believe you have more of an expertise than you do. That's why people don't want attorneys on juries. Yeah. If, if I could I'm do a, a student, civil case, right. I can tell you, like, I can tell you the concept, the vibes of the laws. I can't tell you anything more than anybody else in that room could tell you, but it does yeah. give people a sense that you're more informed than you probably are. Absolutely. And there's, they're going to say, well, you understand the law. You can interpret the law. So <laughs> tell us what it means. And that's, that's the idea is they think that someone who has a little bit more expertise, yeah. a law enforcement official, right? Someone in law enforcement, just because they're in law enforcement, they're usually more leader types. Yeah. They are usually looked at as more leader types, even if they're not. Are there, I know we've talked about jury selection so much, but there, are there any other type of careers that like signal to you? They might like be that jury foreman type, that personality type. Any military. Oh yeah. Any kind of law enforcement, military, attorney. Um, Doctors. Doctors. I think it's people you think who might have a God complex a little bit. <laughs> Honestly, because they are going to be, I'm trying to, somebody's got to be the foreman. Yeah. And I'm hoping that of the jury that's selected between me and the other attorney and, and God and the judge, uh, <laughs> because honestly, it's a little bit of whatever God decides is going to happen there, um, that you will get a fair jury, including mm -hmm. a good jury foreman. Yes. Somebody has to be the foreman. The question is, what opinions is that foreman going to have and how strong and loud are they going to be? Right. Will there be too many passive jury members who will just do whatever. whatever it is to get it done? And they're told, so they're told, and the foreman, sometimes they campaign for it of, hey, I want to be the foreman. A lot of times the jury members will be like, okay. Yeah. Someone volunteered. Okay, go ahead and take it. It's usually fairly quick. Okay. Foremen are sometimes even chosen before they're supposed to be. Oh, okay, so let's get into other real things. Okay, I'm like so you excited about this. <laughs> this is how it really works. So in real life, you are not supposed to choose a jury foreman until the judge tells you to. Okay. At the end of the trial. But you've until been, you're like, instructed. In this trial, and you're like eating lunch with them. Like, yeah, I guess. You're not supposed to be talking about the case. What are you supposed to be talking to these randoms about anyways, though? Um, <laughs> do you have kids? How's your summer been? Do you go on vacations? You're supposed you're to supposed be talking to about intel nothing. <laughs> right. When you're, you're instructed not to talk to each other, you're instructed not to talk to each other about the case until the end of the case. You're instructed not to choose a jury foreman until the end of the case. But the reality is... It's usually happening anyway. And people kind of have sussed out who they think is going to, is the person who said, um, we need a, we need a bathroom break. Yeah. It's going to be someone who's a little bit more vocal. Usually right. now, sometimes those people are going to be hated <laughs> and there then will be a campaign for them not to be the jury <laughs> foreman. I have seen juries where they hate the loudest voice in the room so much that all the rest of them decide it's the least loud person Ooh, I like and they this. just get forced nominated okay so this is which is I hilarious think, yes okay so this is what i think is really interesting because this comes up a lot in the law that i'm thinking sort of about what our evidence rules are but yeah. hold on i'm tying it in uh-huh like, 
a lot of the things we sort of predispose about our evidence rules, like we have this idea that if you're dying and you make a declaration that it's somehow more truthful. Right, right. Right. That's the assumption. Those are the assumptions Mm -hmm. we work on. A lot of the law is based off these assumptions that really have no sort of like basis and like fact, right? Mm -hmm. But we're working from these assumptions. Juries are one of those things to me, right? At this point versus, you know, when the country was founded, like (laughs) at this point, we know a lot about how group mentalities work. Yeah. We know a lot about psychology. We know a lot about <laughs> sociology. None of that has changed how we do things. No. Um, so I think it's very funny because it's almost like we pretend it's like the, we're all just going to like pretend this is not happening, but we know what happens. We in, do. Like when you have just, I'm thinking of all those like psychological studies when you have one person who randomly just starts standing up and then everyone will get behind them. Everyone stands, stands up. up. <laughs> but we do nothing to sort of circumvent this in a jury yeah. room, which I love. But I just love we're it. told and the hope and the desires that they're supposed to follow instructions. So one of the things I <laughs> look so for real. on juries is who's following instructions. Even if they're not the loud voice, if I tell the jury or the judge tells the jury, if you've, you know, I'm going to be asking you questions. If your answer is yes, raise your hand. Are people raising their hand? Did he have to say, look, you have to raise your hand. I don't want the people who don't follow his instructions. Um, So you're hoping the jury will follow instructions. But in reality, the two instructions that are given that are almost rarely followed, three, are don't choose a jury foreman until the end. They're usually chosen or at least assumed by then, or someone will have made a snide comment of, well, if we need a foreman, I don't mind. You know, for later when you're thinking of it. The other one is don't talk to each other about it. There's always at least someone who will say, hey, what do you think of? And sometimes they'll engage and then the the other person will say, well, we were told not to. There's some kind of that going on. And then the third thing is they're told, do not make a poll. Do not ask a poll. And almost yeah, all the juries do do that is they're told by the judge in specific instructions, especially in Virginia. They're like, do not take a poll. This is not helpful. You know, actually. Is why? Like, what's the rationale? Yes. The rationale is, well, there could be more than I know. My understanding of it and my belief on it is that you don't, you want to have an independent review of the evidence first. Okay. Where you're hoping that the jury is actually reviewing the case and reviewing the evidence rather than just taking a poll and being done with it. Because let's say there are 11 mm-hmm. who view in favor of one way or the other and they're like, really, come on. They're like, oh, okay. And then, yeah. it's, you know, you don't want to be yeah. persuaded because you're the only one in a poll you want to be persuaded as a jury member based the on the evidence. evidence. And the hope is you're reviewing the evidence rather than just taking a poll. I think we abolish lawyers and we let juries ask questions. <laughs> <laughs> but they won't ask the right questions and the ones the, that you okay. can rule on. That's true. I just think that I'm in favor of more chaos in life. <laughs> so I just think the idea that you bring in the defendant, the witnesses, and that's it. And the jury gets their, like, they get to put on their <laughs> own trial with no knowledge of the rules. I love that idea. It's a great idea. Right? Can you imagine being on the witness For stand TV. and you just have 12 people being like, um, excuse me. <laughs> I would actually, 
like you to not talk about that. I would like to know. <laughs> like the Murdoch trial, right? You're like, mm, can you explain to me why you can hear me right now, but you couldn't hear the gunshots? <laughs> How close are we? Judge, can you measure this? Can <laughs> the bailiff measure this? I want to know. <laughs> I, I would love if we just turned it over to the people. Let the people. Yeah, and then we're in mob rule without without rule. I am very much a rule follower. I was gonna say you'd be a great jury person. If I didn't know the law, I would be. Um, I would. St- I believe I would be a fair juror. I, think I you honestly would. believe that I would. I've done both sides of almost everything. Yeah, and I believe I believe that I'm fair and have the ability to look at evidence impartially to make a decision. Yes, even my own clients now, and, and this has been my entire 17 years, but. In my 17 years, I will tell my clients if I think they're, they have a good case or not. Yeah. And I, I think will. That's... And almost every time I say it, I'm right. Right. And I mean, there I will like be that's times. I what you're paying for with right. attorneys more than understanding the law is the experience that they mm-hmm. have in sort of making that call. You know, in the civil world, is this a good offer? Is it not? Right. Um, and I think if you can find an attorney you trust who you trust their judgment and they're like, Hey, it's probably not going to get better than this. Right. Yeah. They can't tell you to take it. That's unethical. But if they can exactly. say in my experience offers cap off about here right? or even in plea negotiations. Yeah. I don't think a prosecutor is going to mm-hmm. drop the charges more than they have. Yeah. So anyway, I think I would be fair, but I would be considered an undue influence on jurors because of my opinions. Um, but anyway, so they take the poll in the yes. first. And if you see juries come back, and this is even the Murdoch trial. Let's talk Super about that, fast. which is, as for this recording, we just finished the Murdoch trial a month ago, if that. I think it was two weeks. Yeah, we were in 2023. We're in 2023. Yes. So when you're watching this video, that's the context that we're in. Um, but that jury came back like that. It yeah. was within three hours that they came back. And I will... There's no way they reviewed the evidence. They they might have checked one or two last things, but the reality, when it comes back that quickly, when it comes back in 45 minutes, those kinds of things, let me tell you, they took a poll and they ended it. Yeah. Most of that 45 minutes was probably, who's the jury foreman? We have to have one. Let's take a vote. And can we go to the bathroom before we go back in? Yeah. I mean, that to me makes sense. <laughs> That's what's happening yeah. when it's that quick. They aren't reviewing the evidence because they have made up their minds. And the likelihood of that poll was all 12 people would have said the same thing at the end. And then the foreman or somebody else says, well, why do we need to talk about anything else when we agree? Yeah. I mean, I think that makes a lot of sense to me. It's weird how the law and the legal system, that was like, it was a weird moved weird um sort of has this duality of like oh we Mm -hmm. want them to review all the evidence but we also present the whole case in court like everyone's gonna have the opinion I think especially with the murder when you talk about a six-week trial that then they came back in hours there's absolutely no way they looked at the evidence um yeah, I don't know. I it's think- most likely in that particular case, especially the, the Myrtle trial, for six weeks of evidence, Yeah, they and those the- juries were decided before the end of closing. Those jurors oh, were probably sure. decided 
within a couple of weeks. I mean, I would think so. Okay. So and tune back into <laughs> whatever our next crazy episode will be. We'll see you next Tuesday. Cause I'm Virginia Tarani and I'm Chelsea Rogers and we will see you next Tuesday on the law unscripted with Tarani law. LLC. Because you never need a lawyer till you do. <laughs> <laughs>